Welcome to episode number 27 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is a podcast where helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you, the listener, create online businesses through blogging, podcasting, and video, about academic research, about your strengths, about your experience, about your expertise, so you can build a business and make your dent in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about traffic analytics for my personal blogging business. So this is my business at dustsafetyscience.com. This is a blog that I started while doing my PhD research um, over three years ago now, and I built that into my business before launching GradBlogger. So the story on this one is that I recently made a kind of a big change to our content structure, to the way that we're creating content through what I call content machines. You've heard these as the content machine series we've been talking about in episode 23 and some other previous episodes of the podcast, episode 11 and also episode 8. These are the, the processes I've used to start creating content, build authority in my field. So as you'll, if you listen to those episodes, you'll know that one of the big content machines that we employ is content repurposing, specifically around news in our field. So my, my business and dustsafetyscience.com is all around industrial safety involving dust explosions and fires, and this is across the world. So part of our content strategy is to bring in these incidents as they happen, news about them, and repurpose that for our audience, which is mostly engineer and technical folk, um, increase the value, increase the amount of material in the posts, and um, kind of collect information together and just come up with something that's a lot more high value than the original ones, and then re-put that on our blog. So that's a big part of our content strategy. We do that to probably 10 or 12 posts a week, uh, and that allows us to really build a research machine around generating lessons learned from these incidents, but it's also a really good content creation tool. So the change that we made is I was wondering whether or not it was that important from a uh, traffic standpoint to report on fires. I thought people might be, you know, gravitating toward the, towards the write-ups that we're doing on explosions and fireballs and flash fires, not so much on kind of structural fires or pile fires with the materials that we're looking at. So we actually stopped reporting on these. We now in our newsletters and our LinkedIn posting, we just post links back to the original websites where we found the news articles. We still put into our research database where we're writing reports and stuff based out of, but we're not doing that as our content posting. This turned out to be a pretty bad idea. It actually hurt our traffic quite a bit on the tune of, I think, 1,000 to 2,000 visitors in the month that we turned it off. So we're just getting around to kind of turning that back on now after realizing our mistake. So that led me to doing a deep dive into our traffic analytics, where are our visitors coming from, what pages are they landing on, what actions are they taking, and use that to develop our plan moving forward. I want to share that with you today. I thought this might be an interesting topic for those of you that are trying to grow your blogs, establish them as an authority in your space. So in this episode, we'll talk about where are the main traffic sources for dustsafetyscience.com. We'll talk about what pages are being viewed and what actions are being taken on the website, what clicks are actually being measured. And then we'll talk about how I'm using that to plan our strategy with the blog moving forward. There will be a lot of numbers um, and kind of percentages and things thrown out in this episode as we go through. I just have a, a big giant list here. If you want a summary, we put a, together a cheat sheet that actually has all these analytics. So the cheat sheet has specifically for a blog as of July 2019, which is the month that we chose to do this analysis on, what the general page views, unique visitors are, what the traffic sources are, what the pages views are, and the actions. So basically all the numbers that we'll talk about in this podcast episode are in that cheat sheet that you can get at grabblogger.com slash 27 for this episode, along with the transcripts as always, which we, we upload to the post as well, and that you can download as a, a downloadable PDF there. 
So why is it important to understand your analytics? Well, I, I already mentioned the big one. So you can make smart decisions and avoid kind of killing your traffic if you close off one content source. But probably the bigger point and the, the bigger thing to look at is what's working so that you can double down on that. So if social sharing is working or your newsletter sharing is working, which is actually the case for us, um, or SEO is working, how do you, do you double down on that? And how do you maybe let go of some of the other sources? For instance, you'll see for us, Twitter and Facebook are almost non-existent for bringing people back to our website for our topic. Uh, so we really don't put a lot of effort and time into doing that. We focus instead on the things that are already working. How can we make them work better? This is really follows, you know, Pareto's principle where 20% of the effort that you put across is going to give you 80% of the results. And that's what we're really looking to do. Where are we getting the most results and how can we double down on that? So that's why it's important to understand your analytics. In terms of my website today, it is structured. There's a, the homepage. Then there's some main pages like about the industry membership where the sponsorship and advertisers can sign up. There's a podcast page. There is a resources page with affiliate links. There's an events calendar that lists all the conferences, all the webinars that are put on our industry, any kind of learning endeavor. This is meant to be sort of a central source for this kind of information in our industry. So those are sort of our general pages. In terms of content, we have the podcast that's released every week, and then we have a, a set of show notes for that. Um, we have old content posts. So we haven't actually been doing a lot of you know, topic-based or how-to-based content posts or content articles on that website probably for at least six months or more um, because we do a lot of the podcasts. We're doing a lot of the incident reporting through content curation and repurposing. So we do have some old posts, though, that are kind of these content pillar pieces, and we'll talk about those. We have the content curation, the news articles, the news posts that we're bringing in from media sources, we're bringing in from government reports, reformatting those in terms of adding and collecting the data and putting them together, make sure that they're written in terms of how they apply to the audience and putting those back out. So that's kind of our big content push today along with the podcast. So that gives you an idea what some of the content pages are. And the other content pages are specifically for companies. So companies that sign up as a member company to sponsor and advertise with us when you click on their logos on our website or when you click on their logos in the stuff that we post, it brings them back to sort of their own home landing page on our website. So those would be kind of content pages as well. So before we get into the analytics themselves, it's good to have an understanding of, you know, that's the structure of my website. Well, what is the purpose? What is the goal of the website? There's a couple goals. One is awareness and education. Our goal as a company is to have a year with zero fatalities worldwide from dust explosions by 2038. So you got to keep that in mind. That we're trying to educate people. We're trying to make them aware of what the safety factors are with regards to fires, flash fires, and explosions in these industries that they're handling. But there's also another point. The other point is to you know satisfy and get them to connect with the groups that are sponsoring and advertising with us. So the main monetization channel at the moment for Dust Safety Science is this direct advertising. We talk with companies that are equipment manufacturers, consultants, experts, um, service providers, and for a yearly annual fee, they have their logos included on the website, company descriptions included in different places, and then people can click through to their profile in the industry directory, and then click through to their websites to find out more about them. So there's a big part of our website that is making the, the reader aware of the problem, educating them on the problem, and then telling them what their next steps are. Those next steps are often to connect with an equipment manufacturer or service provider in a space to help make their facility safer at the end of the day. So that gives you an idea what the structure of the website is like and you know what some of those goals are. So again, I talk about a lot of the content machine aspects as part of the content machine series through this podcast. 
And the last one was episode 23, where we talked about content curation repurposing. So this is all around our news reporting strategy in terms of fires and explosions around the world. We enhance, we verify, we collect the information, and we rewrite it for our audience. So that gives you an idea what the structure of the website's like, what some of the goals are. I hope you can see how this might apply to your website. Maybe you're trying to get people in to be seen as an authority in a space to have them sign for a course. Well, and the action you want them to take is to go to your courses pages, learn more about you, and sign up there um, to build your authority in the space and to get them to be exposed to what you're actually creating. But the main point is, again, you want to know what the point is. What is the purpose of your website? Where you are trying to drive people to do? And then you can look at your analytics and say, how are we doing on that? So getting right into the analytics traffic reporting then, um, what are the main sources of traffic to Dust Safety Science today? So in terms of volume, Dust Safety Science is getting um, 4,000, or at least in July 2019, it got 4,364 visitors and 8,950 page views. So right around, you know, hitting almost hitting 4,500 visitors and hitting around 9,000 page views per month is where our blog's been sitting for the last couple of months. Um, in terms of, you know, revenue for the, the website, we're right around the $100,000 mark a year between the industry directory, which is a big component, the reports are released and the sponsorship that we do with that, and also including advertising our newsletters. That's sort of where we're sitting. So it gives you an idea of kind of the scale of what uh, Safety Science is at. And then that may feed back into your thoughts about what these numbers mean. So those are general stats in terms of visitors and page views. We get about 2.05 views per visitor, um, which is just the, you know, the view count divided by the visitor count. And we have three main traffic sources. We have search engine traffic. We have newsletter traffic. And we have LinkedIn traffic. So LinkedIn's our main social sharing platform. We have our weekly newsletter. We only send out one email a week. Um, that generates actually a lot of clicks back to the website because of our news and content repurposing strategy. And we get search engine traffic mostly on our old posts, but also a lot in our um, news articles as well because they may have things like dust explosion in Kentucky or dust collector fire in Kentucky um, for specific incidents. And when people actually type that in to try to find the news articles that relate locally to them, our website will pop up to the top a lot of time in search engines. So we mentioned we're getting around 9,000 page views a month. What is the split between these three different traffic sources? So the first one, search engines, in July 2019 got 2,425 uh, people through the website, so page views that came in from search engines themselves. So that's a quite a, a good number. It's around you know half of the traffic, or so just a little bit less than the traffic. LinkedIn sharing, we had 401 people. So you can see it's about one-fifth as productive or one six as productive as search engines and newsletter sharing we actually got 2500 or so people clicking through so in terms of that newsletter sharing and search engines are actually you know 50 50 almost split where the the traffic is coming from then we also get some through search or some through social media through linkedin sharing so it probably helps to discuss what the newsletter looks like so this newsletter is, is pretty simple um We'll even, maybe I'll put a link to one of the newsletters actually in the show notes at grablogger.com slash 27. You can kind of see what the layout is. But today it features um, a small description of the podcast episode at the top, a link to the podcast episode, then it has a combustible dust instance. Each one has a title and just a link beside it. So really simple. It's just a list. And then after that, we have things where we support our members, our, our industry directory and membership companies. And we also feature different events that are coming up. Try to pull people back to that kind of new events calendar that we have on the website as well. So that's really it. 
So it's really not that detailed. It does take a long time to write, but it's a big you know, driver for people that are coming through that want that news every week of what's happened around the world in this topic. And we get a lot of click-throughs, um, something to the tune of about 650 or so per week. Uh, and the newsletter itself, I think, sits around 1,600, 1,700 people. So then the key takeaways from this kind of traffic analysis is twofold. Uh, the first big key takeaway is that search and the newsletter itself are, you know, the biggest sources of traffic back to the website. So search is strong, continues to grow over time. Uh, we used to be doing around, you know, 500 uh, people coming through the website through search and then 1,000 then 1,500 and we're right around this kind of 2,500 mark now. So that continues to grow over time, even though we're not creating pillar content. And do we have plans, we do have plans to create really high value content, these sort of ultimate guides moving forward into the end of this year. But for the last six months, we've only really been doing this news and content repurposing um, and curation. And that's been our biggest strategy and that's still allowed the search to grow. But what's probably even bigger of a key takeaway is that how well the newsletter is working. So we have a strong engaged newsletter where we have a lot of people clicking through the website. This is really great because it means that people are learning, people are enjoying the content. Uh, we do get a lot of emails back asking for questions, asking for clarification, for feedback, which is a really great sign that we're on the right track. But it also means that we can get them to you know, do things that we need done. So say we need to support a community that just had a large explosion, we can get you know, 500, 600 clicks through to that community's support page or family support pages just by featuring in our newsletter in a, in, you know, a prominent location. So we have this really strong engaged newsletter, which is driving traffic week on week, and then we can kind of focus it like a laser on certain aspects that we need. So when we launch our conference, just in a few weeks at the time of recording, actually, by the time this comes live, the Digital Dust Safety Conference should be out in the world, and we'll probably have some episodes coming, at that, coming up later about that. Um, but we'll be able to drive a lot of traffic back to that specific thing that we're creating or asset we're creating through this newsletter. So I'd encourage you to really think about starting a newsletter if you haven't. And you can use, like I said, other people's material. Just having a curated list of here's the best sources of information and blog posts on your topic is a great way to build authority, a great way to continue to build your newsletter. If you do that for a long time, like we have for over 30, over three years now, you can get this really great newsletter. It's an awesome traffic source, but also can help you do big things in the world. So that's my analysis of the traffic sources. The kind of next part of this is, well, what pages are these people coming to on our website? And what does that mean for our blog in general and where we maybe should go in the future? So again, I mentioned the page, the structure has these sort of main pages, has home, about, membership, podcast, and resources, and the calendar. That's sort of our menu bar, if you will. The home page gets around 11% of the monthly traffic. So this is an important point. 11% of the people are landing on our homepage specifically for when they come to our website. So this means probably that a lot of people are coming through search, searching for terms like dust safety science or dust explosion and landing on our webpage specifically at the homepage, sort of at the front door. It also means that 89% of people aren't landing on the homepage. They're landing somewhere else on the website, probably through our um, content pieces and then come being introduced to the website that way. Our about, our membership, our podcast, and our resources pages, um, and even our community calendar, which I was hoping would be getting a lot more traffic, but that's something we can maybe bump up in the future, haven't been getting near as much. So about page gets about 2%, membership gets about 2%, podcast 
the resources page, so this is where affiliate links are, get 1.5%, and the community calendar gets 1.5%. I haven't described this yet, but the resources page is really just a list of textbooks, government reports, and important websites that are specific to our industry. thought there is that people may click through and purchase the textbooks. We'll talk about how many people actually are taking that action of clicking through and uh, how many people are, are actually purchasing the textbooks through Amazon affiliate links. You'll see that's not a core driver of, of revenue for our business. Moving forward with the page views then, so that's the kind of main pages. Um, in terms of content, the podcasts themselves are sitting right around 10% of the page views per month. So in July 2019, we had 878 people click through to podcast episode pages, so the show notes. Um, old posts, so old content pieces, got 1,474 visitors. So this was um, around 17% of our monthly traffic comes to those old posts. Those would almost certainly be mostly search engine. We do share some of that out in LinkedIn occasionally, but uh, since LinkedIn's a small part of our overall traffic, that means that the search engines are really what's pointing back to these old posts. So this is a good number. It's a pretty high number, but it's not the highest number. So we probably don't want to double down on that necessarily, although we do want to keep in the back of our mind. And as I mentioned, moving to the rest of this year, we're thinking about how we can restructure these to make even more powerful pieces of content. I have some, uh, some interesting ways that we're going to test to actually stack that content into um, bigger pieces for our website. And we'll, we'll get into that at, in, later in the Grab Blogger podcast. So a little open loop there. Um, you may hear about that over the next couple of months. So where are the rest of the, the people coming through? Well, 3.7, 331 people are clicking through to our advertisers' profile pages on the website. So that's a, another amount. If you take all those numbers and subtract them from 100%, you'll get the remainder, which is actually people that are landing on our website coming in to one of the news reporting pages. So one of the pages on a specific fire, flash fire, or explosion incident, that actually ends up being around 50% of our monthly traffic. So in the month of July 2007, we had 4,475 people when they viewed a page on our website viewing one of the incident pages. So you notice that this is actually less than the traffic from our newsletter, which I think means that people are clicking through in the newsletter, reading the post. I think the average time on site is around 1 minute and 20 seconds. So they're reading that post, and then at the bottom we have related posts. So uh, maybe it's about a fire, again, in Kentucky, Maybe the bottom is a dust collector explosion in Kentucky, or um, it's a fire in, in Cincinnati or in Ohio, or it's a metal working industry in um, I don't know, some other place. When they get to the bottom and go to see a related article about a topic that's relevant to them, I believe they're clicking through and reading that next post as well. That's how our number of pages that they're visiting for these type of posts is much higher than the traffic that's coming through in, on them. So that's a really big insight. If I had thought of that or known that before we turned off fire reporting, we probably could have guessed that was going to have a big impact on our traffic. Now we should probably put that back on. So it gives you an idea of where people are landing on our website when they're coming in, what pages they're viewing. Um, what Some of the key takeaways from this then that I've kind of noticed is, is one, our homepage needs a better design. So we're getting around 10% of the, the people coming to our website going straight to the homepage. This is 982 people a month. The question is, where are they going from there? Generally, I think they may be clicking on specific incidents, but the incidents are like the tentacles of an octopus, if you will. That's where we want people coming into our website. They're not the core things we want people to do when we get there. When people get there, I want them to become aware of dust hazards, become educated on them, 
and connect with the right groups to take the next steps. And our homepage just is not designed that way. So as we write out this pillar article over the next couple pillar articles over the next couple of months, as I mentioned, we're really going to do a new look at the homepage, how we can take that thousand people that are landing there a month and get them more integrated with the topic of dust explosions all the way down to then going and visiting our sponsors and advertisers to take the next steps, get prevention put in place, get protection put in place, or maybe sign up for a course or to sign up for our annual conference that we'll be running. That's a big part of, of the takeaway from where people are landing is their homepage really needs a better design because a lot of people are still landing there. Other big takeaways include the sidebar on our post pages. Right now, that's mostly has links to our sponsors um, in terms of their logos and links back to their website. That should probably also go to the place we want people to go um, within our website structure. And right now, that's all about driving people back to the company profile pages, not necessarily driving them off-site onto, um, onto the members' pages before coming to our, our profile pages, if that makes sense. Another big key takeaway here is that the related articles at the bottom of the page are working really well. And I mentioned this already, people land on the incidents, they're getting to the bottom, they're clicking through to a next incident that's related to that and reading through that on our website as well. So we covered the first two aspects then of their traffic analytics. The first one was where's the traffic coming from? And this was mostly from our newsletter and search engines. And where are people landing on and where, what pages are they visiting on our website? About 10% again is to the homepage. There's a small percentage to some of the other major pages, but most of the traffic is landing on these content repurposing, um, content curation and content repurposing pages through our fire, flash fire, and explosion instance that we're reporting on. Up to 50% of the traffic per month are landing there. It's how do we get those integrated further into our website um, where we want them to go as, uh, as they kind of continue their journey. So last part we'll leave off on them. What kind of actions are readers taking when they get to the blog? So a couple things, the goals, I guess, of dust safety science, number one, build authority, build us as a authority, as a research company within the space, me as an authority, as a leader and a kind of thought leader in the space. And this is working. I can tell because when we release our incident reports and our other assets, um, when we take on direct advertisers, when we do speaking, people are reading the website and coming through. So we are building this authority. The second kind of big thing is getting people to click through to our company profile pages. And those are really the only two actions. We also have the, the resources page and we'll talk about that as an action as well. So what actions are people taking? Well, the first one is that we, on the affiliate links or on the resources page in July, 2019, we had 104 affiliate links. We use a couple of ways to track this. So we actually use the genius G E N I dot us, I believe is the, the website which is a which is a way, it's a tool that you can use to mask your Amazon affiliate link, but then you plug in all your Amazon affiliate programs for every country, and depending on the, where the person that's clicking is clicking from, it'll take them that affiliate, Amazon affiliate program. So if they're clicking in Italy, it'll come, they'll go to the Italy Amazon affiliate program for that book or whatever they're clicking on, or if they're in the US, they'll go through that program. So if you try to sign up for multiple Amazon affiliate accounts, you'll know, notice that it's actually quite difficult depending on what country you're targeting and you have to sign up for them all. This uh, genius tool, G-E-N-I-U-S or .I-U-S, helps you, lets you put one link that will redirect them to where they need to go. And then the analytics and reporting are what we use to see how many people are clicking on the links. So we had 104 affiliate link clicks, but nobody actually purchased any of the affiliate products um, or anything within the 24 hours of doing that. So we didn't get any sales from affiliate links in July, 2019. 
that just goes to show that affiliate links are really a volume game. And when you have a really expert niche website like I do, you're not necessarily going to have the volume. Maybe there's something we can do with other types of products down the road and we're still playing with that. But today we're just not getting any revenue or not very much revenue, at least from affiliate links. The other action that we have is clicking through from the company profile pages to their websites. So again, the person lands on our website, they become you know, educated, they find a member company that most fits the needs that they have, then they click through that member company to find out more. And in July 2019, we had 154 people click through to a member company through one of the profile pages. So this is actually a pretty good number. This is six per sponsor um, per month, and this gives a, you know, a cost per click in an annual value of around $30, which is um, a little bit on the high end, but actually some of the top keywords in our space, if you tried to do Google AdWords with them, have cost per clicks around $30, $40, things like dust hazard analysis, things like explosion testing, combustible dust testing. These are really highly competitive and highly commercialized keywords. So the cost per clicks aren't actually that high. I think we can probably, between you know double and five times, the amount of people that are clicking through to the company websites with some of these redesigns I'm talking about and with actually increasing air traffic. So we'll be able to drive that down quite a bit farther, but that's just where the numbers are today. But the other big point is that there's only 331 page views of these profiles. So 46% of the people that are landing on a company profile are clicking through to that company's website. So that's a really good indication that when they land there, they've been educated, now they're engaged and they wanna know what the next steps are. So that's a you know kind of a win. And then the total number that we have is actually I think still a win, but something we can actually increase and move forward on um, in the future. So that gives you the summary of the actions people are taking on their website and what it kind of means for the blog, what it kind of means for getting the word out there, what it means for safety, and what it means for our business. I want to close out by talking about some things that I'm going to be doing moving forward based on this analysis of the, the traffic analytics for our website. So I noted down four different things that I'm going to be looking doing almost right away, or at least in the next couple months. First of these is to turn on reporting on fires again. So we turn it off as just a test. It was quite expensive to have the team analyze we write up, review, share all these incidents every month and kind of generate this whole content machine and roll it out. We do a process put in place and it is pretty streamlined. We turn it off to see what the impact was going to be. And it turns out that that's actually a key driver of content to our website. And again, as I mentioned, it's really like an octopus. It's what one of my you know mentors highlights it to me as where the content that you're putting out there is the tentacles. You want to bring people back to your website and then back to the core things that you want them to do on your website. So the tentacles are working really well and we need to turn the fire, fire reporting back on in order to drive that traffic back to the website. The second thing that we're gonna to look to do is redesign the homepage. As I said, I wasn't sure entirely how many people are landing there specifically, but we do have a thousand people at least a month that are landing on the homepage. And when I look at it, I think, well, what are they gonna do? And what they generally do, I think, is click on the, um, or what it looks like from the analytics is that they click on one of the incident reports and go through those, um, fires slash fires explosion, which isn't really the direction we want people to go. We're kind of, then they're, it's kind of like they're landing on now the head of the octopus and we're taking them out to the tentacles. We really want to have them engage back more to the head as well. The third thing is that we need to utilize sidebars better. Right now we really have kind of dead sidebars that have logos to the company profile pages, which I think are pretty good. We're getting, you know, a, a, a decent amount of clicks through, but I actually think putting other things in the sidebars like um, where they can find our pillar article content or bring them into 
even if we want to promote the resource page or the community calendar, none of that's really featured in the sidebar right now. And we're getting so much traffic that are coming in through our traffic sources on these posts, I think this would be a really high leverage way to drive people back to what we want them to do. And the fourth thing that we're going to do is, is start working on this pillar content again. Start working on creating these I don't know, epic ultimate guide posts that uh, can keep our SEO increasing over time. So we've seen it kind of stagnate out a little bit around this 2,500 mark. Um, it is still going up a bit with the content curation repurposing with the podcast we're putting out. But I know there are specific keywords in our field that are getting a couple thousand searches a month. And I'm pretty sure that with some you know pretty easy effort around creating this content, around doing some link building around it, and you know creating the best material that's in the world on that topic, I think we can get up into the first, second, third spots of Google pretty quickly on those. Then we can bring you know those extra thousands of people back to the website over time with this content. It's important to note this PillarCon is exactly what we want to put again on the homepage, get people aware of the combustible hazards, educate them, and then tell them the next steps where we need to go. So we're really integrating that to our strategy moving forward, and we'll probably be talking that on a future podcast episode. So those are the four things I'm looking to do then. Start reporting on fires again, redesign the homepage, utilize the sidebar better. I mentioned the after the posts kind of reference is working pretty good, but the sidebar at the moment um, is a little bit lame, I think. And start creating this pillar article content. So that's it for this episode. We'll be talking about the traffic analytics for my blogging business. As I mentioned, I hope this was insightful for you. I know there's a ton of numbers that we shared here, a ton of percentage in that, and I put this all into a one-page cheat sheet. You can download at Dust Safety Science. That is the wrong website. You can download that at grabblogger.com. This is real live recording, grabblogger.com slash 27. Um, and the cheat sheet will be available there, which has all the specs that I mentioned on our traffic sources, our pages, viewed, and our actions. So the point isn't really to measure your website against this um, or even to compare. You could have a website that has quite a bit more traffic than we are and not generate the same revenue. And you can have a website also has a lot less traffic and generate more web revenue. But the, the point is to just show you one set of data on how this can can be impacting your blog and your business. Also show you some key insights like the power of the newsletter to drive traffic as a traffic source, driving it back to your website. The power of things like podcasting, things like building these content machines that allow you to efficiently and structurally build content out um, using things like content curation and repurposing and how you can use those and think about using those in your blog and as you develop your business from your blog moving forward. So I'd encourage you to share this episode on social media if you found it helpful. Um, tag at Grabblogger on Twitter or on uh, Instagram or wherever you're sharing. And if you found the episode helpful, yeah, give me a shout out there. Um, you can send me an email at chris at grabblogger.com. Ask me any questions. You can go to the show notes at grabblogger.com slash 24. You can leave your comments there. Um, again, you can also get the cheat sheet or the transcripts for this episode. And other than that, I hope you have a great week ahead and that you have lots of success building out your content machines and building out your blog and your authority and your business moving forward and that the Grab Blogger podcast can help you play a role in doing that.